How the Super Bowl could power your next flight. That story and more on H2O Radio's weekly news report. I'm Jamie Sudler. I'm Franny Halperin, and it's This Week in Water. Chile has been suffering devastating wildfires this month. So far, nearly one million acres have burned, 26 people have died, thousands have been injured, and many left homeless. Central Chile has been plagued by a 13-year mega drought, and its interior minister suggested the fires should serve as a wake-up call about the climate emergency. Yet in the midst of another global warming-induced disaster, some big oil companies announced they were retreating from climate goals that they had set, even while they made record profits last year. BP said it was reducing its pledge to limit their operations' effects on climate change and, as the news site Vox writes, doubling down on fossil fuels. The company was the first to announce plans to cut emissions up to 40 percent by the end of this decade, but now has scaled that back to as little as 20 percent. ExxonMobil is now abandoning its heavily publicized efforts to make environmentally safe fuels from algae, and despite doubling its profits in 2022, Shell will reduce its investment in renewables and other carbon reduction strategies to less than half of what it invests in oil and gas. According to the UN, fossil fuels, including coal, oil and gas, are by far the biggest contributor to climate change, accounting for more than 75% of global greenhouse gas emissions. The interest in deep sea mining for minerals is growing rapidly because of the demand for metals such as copper, cobalt, and gold, among others, to be used in batteries and electronics. Some companies have plans to use large robots to scrape the ocean floor, similar to strip mining on land, that could affect not only the seabed, but also much more of the marine environment, with plumes of sediment and harmful noise. The Canadian government announced last week that it would not allow seabed mining in its waters without rigorous regulations, and that it will urge that new rules be put in place in international waters. There's been much opposition to deep-sea mining, citing a lack of research about its potential harm. Species and deep ecosystems have adapted to their conditions and are extremely vulnerable to human interference. Scientists have warned that sediment plumes from deep-sea mining might spread for hundreds of miles, exposing marine life to toxins. In addition to Canada, France, Germany, Spain, New Zealand, Costa Rica, and Chile have called for a moratorium, or at least a pause, on deep-sea mining. As global temperatures rise, glaciers around the planet are melting and creating lakes where there was once ice. The massive pools are kept in place by dams of ice and rock, but prolonged high temperatures or an abrupt heat wave could cause them to rupture, sending rock, ice, and water cascading downhill. According to a new study led by Newcastle University, these so-called glacial lake outburst floods threaten 15 million people worldwide, where hydroplants, buildings, roads, and homes downstream could be crushed with little warning to prepare. The number of glacial lakes has grown rapidly since 1990 because of climate change, as has the number of people living in harm's way. The study found that more than half of vulnerable populations are in just four countries, India, Pakistan, Peru, and China. And while mountainous areas in Asia had the highest potential for flood impacts, the authors say Peru and Bolivia are areas of concern because of a lack of research in those countries. 
and Final Eight, fans who attended this year's Super Bowl will have chowed down a lot of chicken wings, burgers, and french fries. And while that greasy food may not do much for waistlines, the oil it's cooked in won't go to waste. It could be fuel for future airline flights. As Fast Company reports, Finnish refiner Neste collected the leftover fryer oil from a pregame tailgate party with more than 50 local food vendors and will transform it into so-called sustainable aviation fuel, or SAF. SAF is made from oils, greases, and fats, as well as municipal waste and non-food crops. Current aircraft can blend 50% SAF and jet fuel without modifications, resulting in about an 80% reduction in greenhouse gas emissions. The estimated 1,000 gallons of cooking oil used to feed the fans at the Super Bowl will become feed stock for Neste's refining operations. After the game, the oil will travel by ship to their refineries in Finland, the Netherlands, or Singapore to be used at one of those airports or return to the U.S., where it's currently supplying carriers at San Francisco International, including Alaska, Delta and United Airlines. SAF is expensive to produce, so only accounts for less than 1% of aviation fuel. But that number could take off as the industry moves to meet its net zero emission goals by 2050. That's it for This Week in Water, which is sponsored today by our contributary 12-year-old Ainsley Cronin of Colorado. Ainsley said, I support H2O Radio because the stories help me connect with nature, the planet, and our precious water resource. Thanks for listening, Ainsley. See you next week.